Sean, how's it going? Tom, what's shaking, bro? Nothing much, man. Uh, I know a lot of Patriots fans are upset right now because they're seeing a lot of their prized personnel departing, such as Danny Amendola to Miami. Oh, yeah, big, uh, big loss. Danny Amendola. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this is nothing new for the Patriots. This is uh, something. This is a cycle that's been happening ever since William Malloy was cut in 2003 to Richard Seymour being traded, and it's just it's just a never-ending cycle. And I don't understand why people get up in arms about it because at the end of the day, the team's going to win 13 games next year and be in at least the AFC Championship. So, where where in your in your position, you root for a team that's just filled with mediocrity so for me as a Patriots fan to get upset about something like that when you got a team destined for eight and eight maybe 11 and five I can't really be too bitter yeah and, and it's not yeah and our front office feels exactly the same way they're cool with it they're fine it's cool I'm is that Jerry just, Jones that's cool with it or is that just the whole I don't, Dallas whoever, Cowboys Jerry, Jerry Jones Jerry you have, you have to blame Jerry Jones He's the face of it. I don't. I don't know what's going on in there other than nothing. Like everything, I keep refreshing my timeline, just waiting. The Dallas Cowboys have signed. The Dallas Cowboys are talking to. The Dallas Cowboys have did. did I don't. I don't see anything. I see people yeah. leaving. Orlando Skandrick wants out. Um, Hitchens is gone. Everybody's. This Bryant might be cut. Fuck that and Kendall damn Des Brian. But we we are we are like uh we're tight for catch. Now how do you feel about them retroactively ru- ruling the Des Bryant play a catch five years later? I told you. That's, that's all I can say is we told you. I don't like, know. I think the rule even... was interpreted correctly though. No, it wasn't. It was that. a catch from jump, like no, oh, not according to the rule. Is, no, no, not according to the rule. There is no way you could. You clearly see him. You you clearly you clearly no. don't see a- the ball touch the ground. According to the rule, yeah, you got to maintain possession throughout. So, for the catch to be made as you're falling to the ground, was he falling to the ground after he caught the ball? Was he falling to the ground? Was he falling to the ground after he caught the ball? Yes, Didn't when the ball, the ball was in his hands. So, he ne- so first off, we got to start with this. Everybody tries to complicate this rule, and it's really not that complicated what a catch is. Obviously, it is because it's been called. It's not. There, there's it's been not. several instances where it was called where it's gone the other way. That same exact play has gone the I other way in several you. instances. I agree with you. I agree with you. But so, there's a correct way to interpret it, and there's an incorrect way to interpret it. That rule, when it happened at that time, was was interpreted correctly. It wasn't a catch. Because, first off, he caught the ball. He secured it. But was he established as a runner? The ball never hit the ground. Huh? All of this is irrelevant because the ball never hit the ground. The we never the ground. saw the ball hit the ground. It did hit the ground. He lost possession of it. He lost control of it. Let me pull this shit up. You got to possess it throughout. And he was never established as a runner as he was going to the ground. Didn't didn't hold on. When he fell to the ground, let, let me watch yes. this play. When he fell to the ground, that's when the ball okay. came out. So essentially yeah, the ground caused it. When, no, no. He tried to reach. He tried to reach 
to get to get across the end zone, and then when he hit the ground, the ball came out. Okay. Before he ever established himself as a runner, runner, therefore it wasn't a catch. Same thing that happened to Jesse James that everybody's crying about. Hold on, isn't hold on? He reached and the ball came out, right? Yeah. That's a football move. No, 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 yes. no. It's not. Because you got to be established as a runner first. And he never was. If he, but he, so okay, then, then he's down then. Then no, if he hits he the down? ground, then he's down. Tell me. Tell Let me, me watch this play again. Established as a runner. If, okay, all, was he touched when he hit the ground? Was he touched? That doesn't matter. It Why doesn't does it matter? Because it, because it, it not right. It, if, thing, if, if he hits the ground, if he hits happen. the ground, he's if if he hits the ground and gets back up, is he not a runner? If he hits the ground and nobody touched him, okay, and he and he, he makes a move forward, that's a, he's a runner. Him. Nobody hand the ball off to him. He didn't. It was a throw, and he initially caught it, but just like in the NFL, in the NFL you have to get two feet down, and. You need to establish yourself as a runner. He never established to, in order to have possession. He never established himself as a runner. He so was therefore, down. no, he wasn't down because he never possessed the ball. You got to possess. He the caught ball the ball. He so did catch the ball. That happens, anything that happens before you possess the ball, what? before you're established as a runner, I should say, is irrelevant. So why are we arguing this shit when the NFL already said it was a catch? Like it's, it's settled. Like the there's NFL no argument being anymore. Inconsistent. The, all right. No, the it, being no, they're not. But a lot yes, of a, a lot of calls of uh, that 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 same exact they're play has gone the other too. way. They're they're what they're, yeah, they're not being has. inconsistent. They're they're actually being consistent. They're moving no, into no, no, consistency. No, no. They're 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 aligning it because that that call was inconsistent with how it's been called in other situations. Yeah. Well, listen. And now. I think it wasn't. I mean, they're probably going to change the rule after they do their. It's comp- a precedent. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, it'll probably it's not be even the a Des precedent. Bryant rule. It'll probably it'll probably be the Des Bryant rule, but uh, My I just think like it was interpreted correctly at the time. The, yeah, the, the well, point it, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. The, yeah, it doesn't the big matter. thing you about that is it, we wouldn't have, and now as you know, feel feel for I people. I was at that game. Aaron Rodgers still had. Four minutes or six minutes left, no, whatever it was. No, he didn't. That was like the no. Yeah, there was still plenty of time left in that game. I'm about to pull the play out right now. That, Make sure yo, you soon cut, as you type they, in Des, Des Bryant catches. Nobody like, wants to hear this. We're, we're done with this topic. Yeah, okay, the point is the, but, the point is free agents and, and the Cowboys just aren't. They're, they're not going to get rid of Des. They do yeah, have a lot of trash. They are they are tight on cap space. We're not trash. Our secondary is trash. We we might have the worst secondary I've ever seen in so all my years of watching what, football. What about uh, you know who's available? Tyron Matthew. We're not gonna get him because we're just because they're the Cowboys. There's I other. There's been true. other. There's been other uh, DBs available. We could have got Richard Sherman, who we were rumored to be trying to trade for. We could have got yeah. Jermaine Johnson. We could have got Akeem Talib. Yeah, who's who's from Dallas? Marcus Peters got traded to uh, to the Rams. Yeah, the, the Rams are building work. up. The Rams but are I, I mean, free, Super Bowl next free year. agency's overrated. Free agency's overrated. I, I, free I mean, agents. everybody, because you, you don't develop your teams through free agency, and everybody just has a hard on for it. And ultimately, you're you're. It's one through coaching. NFL is one through coaching. It's one through the draft. 
It's one through developing players. And that's why you see the same teams over and over who delve into free agency are more active in it more so than anybody else are still mediocre or below average. This and then true. the teams and the teams that are consistently good, the Patriots, the Steelers, um, shoot. I, I mean, Patriots are in a league of their own, but they're not necessarily. <laughs> they're not oh, you necessarily had it right. The Patriots and Steelers. Yeah. Don't do the Steelers yeah, I mean, like that. I guess, yeah, the Steelers aren't even in the Patriots league. And Nobody the Packers really up is. until this year. Like, this is the most active yeah. we've seen the Packers in free agency. Right, right, right. And they, they're going to regret the Jimmy Graham deal. And that's why free agency is – I mean, football is just dependent on how your system is and how your team is as a whole. Like, guys get hurt so often that I feel like depending on free agency. I don't know, man. The Browns might – this might be the Browns here to unseed you guys. No, it won't. No. Okay. He – the ball came out, but the ball never touched the ground. It came out. This is crazy. It never touched the ground. It came out. I know I know, I know. know we said we were off that, but I just, I just watched it. The ball never touched the ground. It came out, and it came back to him while he was in the end zone. But he bobbled it. It doesn't fucking matter. Why does that matter? He caught it. It never touched the ground. It hit the ground. It did hit the ground. No, it did not. I can't. I can't see it right now. It didn't it hit. The, it never hit the ground. It never hit the ground. This is crazy. I don't even know why. Like, why was it even in this? I don't know why it was even in dispute. If it didn't, Tom. If it if it if it hit the ground, was he out of bounds? If it hit the ground, there would have never been no, no, none of that. I there would have never been. It would have never been this disputed. I'll look at it later. I'll look at it later, and if I'm wrong, okay. My my memory, if my memory serves me correctly right now, that was not a catch. But I'll look back at it, and if I'm uh, wrong, he's, he's, I will say I'm wrong. The next time we talk, you should have brought forum. it up. I'm I'm a, um I'm a, I'm gonna text you the YouTube link when we get off here because I'm I'm gonna hold you to that tonight. All right, all, all right. right, cool, cool, but yeah, cool. So, Free agency is overrated. I get what you're saying, but um, when you need things, when when you need an entire secondary like the Cowboys do, you need to do something. Like we have, yeah. we have the worst secondary I've I've ever seen, and and our best secondary person who's not even that good just decide just ask for a release. Like I mean, our secondary is trash. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, Ever. but I mean, guys, like somebody like A.J. Boye two years ago came out of nowhere, ended up being one of the best corners in the league when he was in Houston. Now he got a big deal in Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville was pretty active in free agency uh, last offseason, not this one, but the last one. Oh, and no, they, uh, no, they got some people this year. Uh, who'd they get this year? They got a cornerback today, and they got who the hell? They got somebody else. Who's the corner? You gotta have names. You can't come up uh, there. Come I, up uh, with this without names. I wanna wasn't I wanna say it was Tremaine Johnson. No, he went to the Jets. He went to the Jets. No, Jacksonville got somebody. Jacksonville, Jacksonville? got a couple people. Let me um I, I saw Jacksonville's name pop up. Damn, ja- Jacksonville's gonna be really good, man. Jackson yeah. I like Jacksonville. We've had this conversation, you don't believe me, but I think Jacksonville is going to be really good. I think they got the best running back in the league. Who's go? Oh, he's going to be the best running back in the league within the next couple of years. Okay. And okay. 
I, I, I give I Blake Bortles more credit than most people, but I like Saquon Barkley is going to be the best best running back in the league in the next couple of years. Depends where he goes. I mean, I mean whether he goes to that guy's a that guy's a freak. He's a, I, I remember watching him against Iowa. He hurdled two guys, and he's got a a DB closing in on him while he's in midair, lunging his whole body at him. He takes the blow, still stays on his feet, which was just crazy. Uh, as far as how strong the dude is and sturdy, and he stays on his feet, runs for another five yards. That guy sounds like Leonard Fournette to me. Amazing. No, 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 no. Oh, Leonard they got Fournette. my guy Niles. That's who the Jaguars got, and they got uh, Dante Moncrief from Indianapolis. Uh, I know they they had uh, Niles Paul, DJ Hayden. That's who they signed in the secondary. Oh, from Houston. Yeah, now, he played at the University of Houston. He's from Cleveland. No, that's Joe Hayden. I'm tripping. That's Joe Hayden who's on the Steelers now. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. So Jalen Ramsey. had a great season. AJ, DJ, AJ Bouye. AJ Bouye. Oh, God. They might have the best secondary in the league. They got the best defense in the league. But you know what? Wasn't enough to beat the Patriots. Moving on. Barely. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Gen Z, Gen Z, and Jay-Z. Who would you rather see? At a, in a concert, Generation Z or Jay Z? Generation Z, man, it's the future. I've seen Jay Z three times. Are you gonna see him this summer? With, no, with I am wife? not. No, I'm why not? Because I just got right right before I got on the phone with you, I just got a text from my girlfriend saying she does not want to go, and I couldn't have been more overjoyed seeing that text. I'm in love. Oh, that's it. Was that easy? I'm. Huh? In, I'm. I, I was so scared. I just um. I'm taking her on a trip. I don't want to say where because it's a surprise and she's going to listen to it. But um, I'm taking her on a trip to our, for our anniversary. So, Oh, the I, Caribbean. I got it. That'll nah, be it's, it's in the United States. Oh, okay. Tallahassee. Nah. Um, <laughs> it's in a Cleveland? different time zone. Cleveland? That's Eastern. But, uh, yeah, take her, to, uh, take her to Wichita. Wichita, yeah. Kansas. Wichita's that's... dope. They got... um. They got the Shockers. Yeah. And um in the NCAA tournament. Do you feel like who do you who do you think's gonna make a run? College basketball. UVA. That's all. Well, I one know. of their best players just got hurt. Who? DeAndre Hunter. Oh. I believe his name is. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I don't watch college basketball regular season. I haven't watched college basketball regular season since like maybe a couple years after I graduated. I do you pay know, attention to this. But I, it's tough to keep up. It's tough to keep up like we once tough. were able to. I mean, I was uh, I used to always be on top of college basketball, baseball, hockey, everything. College, but now what? it's just kind of not 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 college hockey. Oh, but, uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm just talking pro hockey most. But you gotta you gotta really uh, you gotta uh, you gotta make decisions as you get older, and the days yeah. become shorter you got to make commitments and mine are mostly with the nfl and the nba same and you know what's funny is uh how i think it's ridiculous now the tournament's great one of the most exciting sporting events for sure because the games are tight they're intense but when you always hear people say that the college game is better than the pro game 
I, I, I never, just think I it's laugh out loud funny. I never, it's, I never got that. Well, no, it's hilarious. For, in football, I could see it. I could see the point in football because no. every week matters in college football. It's the only sport. Yeah, but the only the quality, sport where every single yeah. week is important. Every week matters, and like week week one, thing things that you know things that affect the playoffs happen in week one. Yeah, I understand that, but the, the only thing sport. is the quality. The quality of play in the NFL, um, I don't think is up to the same quality of play in the NBA. So you have a lot of bad games in the NFL. You have a yeah. lot of quarterbacks who are terrible, and you have this, you know, this carousel of starting quarterbacks in the bottom ten who you watch on TV, and it's just they're they're overwhelmed by how fast the defenses are, and you get a lot of that in the NFL, and for that you get a lot of bad games yeah you get, uh, so you get games where the score is like 12 to 9 yeah and just yeah. awful just bad football but like yeah. the, those are still the best players in the world those are the best athletes in the world and i think yeah the quality of play from college to pro football isn't as significant as it is in college basketball to pro basketball where everybody mm-hmm seems to pick on pro basketball and saying that, oh, they don't know how to play defense. They don't play defense, so they don't try hard. Uh, are you kidding me? That, that They don't play. It looks like they don't play defense because guarding James Harden or Russell Westbrook is probably the most difficult thing to do in the world in anything, like in any industry or any discipline. You can't do it. It's impossible. So you have guys that are great at defense and really good at what they do, but you got other guys on offense that are just so damn good that whatever defense is in front of them doesn't matter. Exactly. And I, I think, honestly, I, I think uh, defense has stepped up in the NBA. Like you have. Yeah, for sure. Every now and then you'll, you'll have these games like. Who the offense say, has like two. Houston versus New Orleans or. No, it was OKC and somebody. It was OK. I think it was Oklahoma City and New Orleans where the score was like. 140 to 120. Like, yeah, you'll I have games that, like that maybe one time a year. You'll get that. I feel like that yeah. was more common really in the 90s where the NBA to me was at its peak. I mean, even in the 80s, 80s, you had the Denver Nuggets that would just fly up and down the court and they'd score 130. They'd be in shootouts every night. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're just, those guys are so good at basketball and, and college, obviously, to play at that level too. You got a lot of talent, but it's just a significant drop off, and you just get a lot of bad basketball, a lot of bad decision making. The best players aren't playing. That, that's why college. That's why it's pointless to watch college basketball. Almost. I mean, it's not pointless. It's, it's still exciting. A not close during game a regular is a close season. game, but the quality of play is just so far less. So to say, oh, the college game is better than the pro game. I kind of look at it like where. It's like a fight, a street fight between two slobs. It's going to be entertaining either way because guys are just throwing haymakers. And that's entertaining to a lot of people. I mean, it's entertaining to anybody. But uh, it's it's not the same as two boxers, two professional boxers who are really skilled, who are able to fight with, you know, uh, maneuvering and understanding how to how to move and you know, save their energy where you don't get that in a regular street fight with average people. So I kind of look at it similar the same way where people may find more enjoyment 
out of just two slobs fighting each other the same way they would with college basketball compared to pro basketball. Mm, I don't, I don't know if I if I like that analogy because I think it's more, it's a little more finessed than you know two slobs fighting. If you're talking about college basketball, I mean, yeah, no, oh, for sure, for it's, sure. You know, it's, it's 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 not a free fall. It's just man, it's just. It's just Honestly, it's just simple. There, there's just no star quality in college basketball anymore. Like you don't. Who, who's the, who's the Naismith Player of the Year last year? Last year? Yeah. Oh jeez. Exactly. No, I'm trying to. No, hold on. You know who the Heisman winner was? Gosh, I'm just getting all my years mixed up. Heisman winner last year? Yeah. Well. This year was Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, and the year before was Lamar Jackson. Exactly. There's college, that, 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 this is, is that simple right the there. It's that simple right there. College football has that, that, that star quality. There's stars like in college, college football. Basketball. There's no stars in college basketball. Like, who, who was the? Shoot. I don't know. Who was the? Okay, I can't even tell you just... who it was this year. I th- well, it was the dude from Villanova, right? This year, Jalen Brunson, yeah. Yeah, the dude from Villanova. Yeah, it's probably right? going to be him. And every at the beginning oh. of the season, we thought it was going to be... Um, Trey Young. Yeah, who to me is overrated, but that's just me. I'm not a big well, fan to of a lot of Well, pe- to a lot of people, uh, you know, everybody moves pretty quickly when it comes to uh, who they what what their opinions are on somebody. And, you know, people overreached on Trey Young at the beginning and said, this guy is the most amazing college basketball player I've ever seen and then kind of things came back down to reality started being guarded different and now people are probably going the other way and saying he's a bum I'm not saying so he's everybody a bum, I, I, I thought he was overrated from the, overrated from the beginning but yeah I, I feel like I was biased because I don't like that style of basketball I'm, and that's just you know maybe a sign of me getting old because I'm just not a fan of that I'm not a fan of Golden State you know I'm not a fan of that type of basketball just high threes. It's, what? It's, it's not fun to me. Like, what? I, I well, like Golden State plays basketball beautifully. Yeah, I'm, it's boring to me. I don't know about that. It's man. boring. Like, I, I, I rather watch. You know, I, I, I'm, I'd I think Steph watch... Curry's one of the most exciting basketball players ever. Yeah, he made okay. college basketball more exciting than it has been in years. Trey Young, Steph Curry. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Steph Curry's um, in the, it was in college basketball at the same time as John Wall and Derrick Rose, who were at. No, nah, he like, was before them. Well, Derrick Rose was at the same time. John Wall too. No. When did nah, Steph, John Steph Wall came was in? Two thousand ten. Nah, John Wall was two thousand nine. John Wall was born in nineteen ninety. Uh, yeah, no he, he was oh nine. Steph was oh six, oh seven, oh eight. Steph was or oh seven. He went 07, to college 08. four years, right? Three. So he's oh six to oh nine. Yes. So he was there with Derrick Rose, Boogie. Nah. Uh, I mean, they didn't. I don't think they made the tournament his last year. Who Davis he was hurt. Was? Yeah, he was hurt most of the year. I do remember the having year a conversation before. with my roommate at the time. You remember Curtis, right? Yeah, I remember having this conversation. I was like, when when they said he was declaring early, I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like this yeah. man is not gonna, this man is gonna be trash what? in the league. No, 
I remember I, having like I was, I, I was wrong as hell. And Kurt was like, "Nah, yeah. he's, he's going to be the truth." I thought he should have been the number one pick over I, Blake Griffin. I was like, "Look, just because I, I thought he was going to be Jimmy Fredette, to be honest." Jimmy Fredette before you knew who Jimmy Fredette was, or or a Jimmy Fredette type. Like, th- there's another one who was like that, Adam Morrison. Oh, dude, the they're Adam, two I totally was, different players. They were just lights out shooters in college. Or I, I thought maybe he would nah, be Kyle Steph Corver at hand, best. Steph had a handle in college. He just it dude, was he, he was splitting he was defenders. So small. I, I, I yeah, slept on him. I was he wrong. Was, he was shoot. He was cat. He was shooting off the catch, off the dribble. He yeah, was creating so was shots Corver. for himself, for everybody. So Kyle Corver was a good pro. He he he's a, he's a solid. I, I thought he would be Kyle Corver at best, a good, a good, solid role player. I never thought he would be Steph Curry, as we know him. I, ne- I never thought that. I did. I thought I did. I thought he should have been the number one pick. I thought he'd be JJ Redick, maybe. Hey, listen, I was I was on board with Steph for a long time, and now he's the second best player in the league. We're not gonna have this conversation, but I, I was wrong about him. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was wrong. A lot of people were. A lot of people um, were. Yeah, but I, I'm still not, and I, I I don't is and there's nothing against you know Steph Steph and the Warriors like they're clearly the best team in the league, you know like it's it's not a knock against Steph but it's just not my cup of tea. The same thing, the same way I used to like the Spurs, but a lot of people didn't like the Spurs and that that was basketball at its highest level. But a lot of people yeah. didn't like that and I'm kind of I don't like know that what you guys the, like then. I mean, because it's that it's basketball played. Listen, would I'm, you prefer? Would, would you prefer Allen Iverson yes. just trying to dribble the air, yes. air out of the ball, taking yes. three guys on? That's what you want. Yes. I mean, that's yes. then you love that. That's what you know. What this is? This is you just being nostalgic about when you were twelve, thirteen years old it when is. basketball was played like that. That's what this is all about. Game. Now, if you grew up now, if you were twelve, thirteen years old now. You would appreciate this I type get of that. basketball. Didn't but, I say? Didn't I say? It's, it's, maybe it's just me getting old. I didn't know. Well, I, I didn't know how to convey that. So I mean, that's uh, what it is. This is I just yeah. this is not my style. But I mean, I appreciate the Russell Westbrooks and the James Hardens. Well, Russell Westbrook is like Allen Iverson on steroids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And James Harden, James, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. He's gonna choke. He's James, gonna choke in the play. Uh, He's a good player. He's good. He's good. He's very good. He's the MVP. That's, that's, yeah, he is. He's the MVP. Now, a lot of talk, uh, I think a couple. Um, who are the other two candidates or, or any other candidates that, in your mind? Everybody always says LeBron. I don't think LeBron should be a candidate, but he, I, I think he's like No, LeBron's not third. a candidate. Yes, he no. is. People are mentioning LeBron. No. Yeah. No, no, no. They no, always no. want to mention him. I don't think he's a I candidate. I think Anthony Davis Anthony is Davis, yes. clear number two. Nobody else is. It's it's James Harden who's Anthony probably going to run away with it, and then Anthony Davis is a clear number two, and maybe he makes a run where you know he gets New Orleans to over fifty wins. Maybe they get a three seed. He could possibly make a strong case because they really have nobody else. They have Drew Holiday, Meritek, Rondo, solid players, but he's not playing with the same type of personnel that that they are in in Houston or Golden State. So he's going to make a strong case. And uh, another one, another one is is DeRozan. I was gonna say who, him. yeah, who might finish in third. You know who 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 nobody's talking about. Who I think should at least be getting mentioned 
is fucking Victor Oladipo. I think he's he, unsung and under underrated. Like it's crazy. What like they're I imagine what, third get most improved player. I imagine he could get some vote. He might be in that top five. He he might be I in that Isaiah Thomas range. From, yeah, I mean Isaiah for sure. Because he's he's not playing. Well, it from last year. Oh, he, was, he finished okay. number five. Oh. He finished number five. Okay, but uh, Oladipo might be around there too. So he's yeah, sure, I agree with you there. Because and he'll probably get most improved player. He's doing, but that's the thing about Westbrook. Guys leave him and they get better. Um. mm, mm. Oladipo was a non-factor last year. You could say that about Kevin Durant too, really. If you think about it. What? Because the same people love the same the same people who love Russell Westbrook love Kevin Durant and got better, including Russell Westbrook. So I mean, no, Russell Westbrook was the same. He just got more usage. He got the ball in his hands more. James Harden got better. Just had more opportunities. So why why you? So you can say the same thing about Victor Oladipo. Yeah, but Victor Oladipo was a complete non-factor last year when he was in Oklahoma City. Yeah, Russ doesn't but... make plays around him better. Russ is now. I appreciate Russ because he's a dominant athlete. He is his motor and his toughness is probably top five all time. The guy just has the competitive nature that you love. But I just think he he's everything revolves around him so much in the sense that he takes on this load that's not sustainable for one guy. And I think a lot of guys kind of get tuned out with that. They don't really like to play like that because they feel like it's his show. He's going to take over. And their role is kind of misunderstood or what their role is to do. Or or they understand that it's a little, a little less important. And they just kind of sit back a little bit. I don't think that's the case this year. Um, I don't, I don't think we'll see. We'll I mean, see in the playoffs. I mean, he's close to averaging a triple double again, but you know, Paul George is still doing his work. Um, yeah, Paul George and, is a great player. And Melo, he had to. It was time for Melo to just be that veteran. But I mean, Melo still, you know, conducing the Olympic team, Carmelo. But they're, I mean, Melo's just at that point in his out career. Of the first round. They're not getting out of the first round. Depends on who Don't they play. Uh, I doubt they get out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the I mean, West is. If they end up playing the, the Wolves. Come on, man. Well, Jimmy Butler. Well, they should be able to. If they might be anywhere from seed four to six, right. maybe three. So maybe that, three. That'll put but them yeah. against the Wolves or the the the, the Blazers. Portland, I think the Blazers, the the Pelicans. They can yeah, beat any I mean, of those teams. Like you can't. As long as they're not so. playing yeah, Houston they or Golden State, they, they can beat they anybody. Yeah, they could definitely. They they, 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 now, I want to say they can definitely beat New Orleans. They will definitely beat New Orleans. Like, well, they get swept by Houston or Golden State. I'll tell you absolutely. that. Absolutely, I don't know about swept, but that, that, nah, they're not getting past Houston or Golden State. Six. Yeah, I think six with them. But um, they could beat. You know, the the West is uh, sees three through eight in the West or anybody's to be had. And I think you know you can't take. 
You can't take the Thunder out of that equation. I think they could they could beat the Spurs. They could beat anybody in the West. And I think they will. I think they'll get out the first round. As long as they don't have to pay Houston to go to state, they'll they'll get out the first round just fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I can accept that. I can accept that. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that, yeah, because it's very close. It's very close. Seeds three through eight are close in yeah. the West, and one and two are just not even close. Nah. We got to talk about Gen Z. This, this Generation Z walkout. This whole. Yeah. This party today. Thing. That happened today. Yeah. Which I, I wasn't. Wasn't it supposed to happen a couple weeks ago? Like closer to the. um. Like not that long after the shooting. Um, I don't know the logistics of it. Okay. I don't know uh, how it was organized. I, I, I just remember. know there was a lot of kind of uh, just, uh, I guess, an awakening of sorts with some voices in that generation kind of emerging. That, I mean, let's call it what it is. Like this, um, these these Douglas kids, they're special. Like this. This shoot, I don't know if it's gonna change anything, but this is different. Like like the Douglas shooting, which as we're recording this on March fourteenth, where you know it's the one month anniversary of it. Um, this kind of has like, I mean, it, it it just has a different feel than other school shootings. I, I hate even saying that, but like this, the 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 fallout for for this one feels different. I don't know, like I said, I don't know what is gonna change, but. Um, here we are a month later, and it's still the conversation is still being had, if nothing else. Um, action is still being taken, and this was just again, I don't know what it's gonna do, but the convers what these kids are doing, you know, like like they're taking a stand for it, they're taking a stand against it. Something is going to have to be done, and there was legislation that passed today. I don't, I, don't, I didn't even read too much into it. Yeah, I saw a headline of it, but I don't know what the details are, so I can't really speak Probably, much about it. And to me, it, it sounded just like one of one of those things, um, uh, just a holdover type of situation, or, or just a uh, or a pacifier. Yeah, pacifier. Yeah. Type of thing because I mean it's called the school shooting bill. Right. So I mean, what? So what? I don't know what that. What what I'm gonna look it up right that. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure. I know there was a story today out of Northern California about a uh, a teacher. He was noted as a teacher, but it seemed like he was a security officer of some sort. And he was doing a demonstration, and the gun went off, and it hit hit the roof, and a fragment from the roof, whether it was a a, a uh, some debris from the roof, it ended up raising a kid and they got just a kind of surface layer injury just a scratch and um now that's being a case to be made against arming teachers in the classroom um which you know obviously is a uh is a discussion that has to do with this topic of, as well but i mean stuff like that so uh, it's definitely going to circulate when when that happens so it's a school safety bill that passed today, and it essentially just uh, provides for more funding for school security. The same school okay. security that didn't uh, that's that that showed outside of Parkland. I mean, outside of Douglas. Yeah. Was active right. shooter. Yeah. Maybe I mean, maybe it involves training yes. for school security, even though they're trained like regular police officers. They are regular police officers. 
they're just assigned to that beat. So I, right. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but they're gonna these kids. They're they're gonna force us as adults and their and their government, our government, to do some serious soul searching. The the NRA yeah. has a serious has a crazy has a crazy stranglehold on um on our on our public servants like it's crazy i was talking to um some of them more than you know um i was talking to one of my guys who used to um he was actually in afghanistan for a couple years doing contract work and he was telling me for blackwater no, nah, not for Blackwater. He's not. Uh, he, he's in a electrical firm. No, nah, okay. he he does electrical, you know, regular gotcha. contracting. But um, oh, Blackwater. It's not Blackwater. It's called Academy. But um, what was I saying? Yeah. So he was telling me how like people ask, people always ask him like, "Weren't you scared over there? Weren't you scared?" And he's like, "The United States is is pretty much neck and neck as far as like terror attacks." And things like that that go on in Afghanistan, the statistics, the you know, the statistics of what goes on in the United States as far as mass shootings are par for par with terror attacks in Afghanistan. Maybe even, you know, per capita ahead of it. And it's like, you know, people are like, well, the only difference is their government isn't equipped to isn't isn't equipped to I guess stop it or combat uh-huh. it. Right. Our government is, but they're both the the similarities are that they're both constrained by the same thing. Over there you have corrupt officials, you know, who are who are influenced by warlords. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much governed by warlords and you have, you know, some of them are in cahoots with the terrorist organizations. Over here we have officials who are corrupted and in cahoots with the NRA. The main, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the lobbying sw- force behind, yeah, that that allows gun this regulation gun epidemic or... to happen, and people don't understand. Like th- this isn't normal for for uh, first world countries. Like the the amount of you know gun usage, the the amount of guns that are here, the the amount of gun crimes that take place here. It's not like we lead the world in it. You know, we lead we lead the world. And gun violence and, and gun related incidents, and it's not even close. The the first, as far as developed nations, you know, like stable nations, it's it's not even close. You know that there there are countries, you know, who who are, you know, have all sorts of instability, civil war, uh, poverty, corruption, all of that, you know, and they have their share of problems. But the United States to have our supposed standard of living, but yet. Um, this amount of, of 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 gun violence is is it's unheard of. I don't think people get it. Like we're like we we always think about you know all these terrorist attacks going on in Afghanistan and stuff. It's the same thing here. The same thing is happening here. A suicide bomber kills five people in Afghanistan. You know, two days later, ultimately has the same effect as yeah. you know Nicholas Cruz shooting up a school. Exactly. And yeah. there, there's just as many mass shootings as there are terrorist attacks in Afghanistan. So this, this shit is, is not normal. Like, and, and I think, you know, the these problem, kids are seeing it. But there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems. But, I mean, in this, this discussion particularly, 
it always devolves into straw man attacks where or, or just straw man arguments where you have two sides that are so opposed to each other. They're not necessarily concerned. First of all, they're not coming from an honest place as far as trying to get to a solution. They're trying to win an argument and prevail um, for for their crowd or whoever they're speaking in front of or to or whatever the audience is. So, you know, everybody will counter an argument with, well, what about this? What about Chicago? What, oh, it's not the guns. It's not this. Or, um, you know, uh, well, if you ban the guns, then they'll use a knife or this and that. So it's always a straw man argument. And it's, uh, oh, well, it's so that is that that's a problem right there, first of all. So I don't I can't I can't definitively say whatever the issue is and root it to something. I mean, but I think that discussion needs to be had and evaluate and research what the causes behind this are. If they can be prevented, take those measures. If they can't, then still try to work towards solutions. I don't know what that, I don't, I don't but, think anybody knows what the answers are. That's the thing. Like, nobody is, knows. Yeah, for sure. But absolutely. what's good is, you know, the conversation, eventually if you had the conversation long enough, something's going to happen. And yeah. maybe this, you know, maybe this build hours past the day is a start because some, something's going to happen. Like these kids, they keep doing, you know, they keep doing what they're doing. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to quell these kids? You're going to quell their no, it's voices? it's great that it's just establishing that type of culture where they're so invested in what they're trying to influence. And that's a that's a positive thing. And it's it may be trial and error. It may be. It's changing the culture. May, I think it's it's changing the culture little by little. I don't know if it's the direction totally for sure. It, but like there's. I'm I'm sorry. Like I'm a I'm all for the Second Amendment. You know I'm a, I'm a gun owner, and uh, I'm I'm all for it. Like I'm not. I don't want to see you know guns get taken away. And that's just that. And that's only because it's just you know the gun culture has been created. But something needs to change. Like I I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's, I don't I don't think I, I think there should be a limit on the types of guns and how many guns people should be allowed to have. You know. There, there's no need to have like assault rifles aren't aren't necessary. But then what anything. what about when people get into semantics and say, oh, what is an assault rifle? What is that? Well, explain what that is to me, and they'll try to test you. And I don't know. So I guess I guess it's a matter of just kind of, and that's that's again that's another example of how people are trying to deflect and not necessarily trying to have an honest conversation. So when you say something like. Oh, uh, you you lament assault rifles, and then they say, and then they'll try to focus on, well, what is what an is assault, assault rifle? rifle? Yeah, here's the thing. What happens is right when you when you get what I what I think is going on here. When when you get you know a lot of traction behind the cause, right? In this case, uh, gun violence. You create a dialogue, and that dialogue creates um, an atmosphere in the country, and then. Shortly after, little like you know, little by little, legislation starts getting passed, and ultimately, legislation. At the end of the day, legislation controls you know, the the ultimate uh, the the attitude of certain things in the country. You know, like well, it has an influence for sure. It has the influence, like you right. know, racism didn't eradicate with the civil rights bill, but like it's you know, when the civil rights bill passed, like. 
open racism isn't certainly isn't okay anymore. Yeah. Towards blacks, at least, you know, it's not that right. they, it's still around. Discrimination. Yeah. yeah, it's still around. But like the, the common thing is, you know, like it, it's 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 issued in dog whistles, like very few people, you know, come through with the blatant racism. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, society, for the most part, even if you are racist, you understand that uh, for the most part, that racism against black people, I, key word is black people is it's frowned upon so there's other ways to do it whereas you know racism against you know you, you could be openly racist against muslims or whatever islamophobes or whatever you could be openly that because you could you know um you, you do it under the guise of uh national security you could be openly racist against latinos you know you do it under the guy it's just done under the guise of migration security but the what the civil rights thing did it didn't kill racism it just said you know, it's it's not cool. It's okay, but it's not cool. You know, and I think that's what gun well, legislation set tangible do. Like barriers. Gun, uh, gun. I yeah. think legislation, any type of gun legislation, it, when you start, you know, slowly um, implementing gun legislations, little by little, you know, even even small things, it'll slowly start to change the attitude. I think the attitude on guns is just is just fucked up. I think it's crazy. With I think gun collectors are fucking crazy. Like people who just admire guns, people who buy the gun magazines and fucking admire guns. Like these are like these shits. Like these are tools that's strictly meant for killing people. It's okay to have you know to have them to protect yourself. You know you want them to protect yourself. You you want you know you want the people you love to be able to protect themselves. You to be able to protect the people you love, and that's cool. But when you're just upset, when people who are obsessed with guns, that's kind of weird, man. Like they're just killing. Yeah, themselves. I don't get it. And you're, I don't you're get obsessed it. with them, so I, I feel like. Our, the attitude, the culture just needs to change. And I think legislation, you know, in the long run will, will begin to change it. And I think, you know, these kids are, are, are the catalyst to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and that's that's the thing. I remember having a discussion about uh, a soda tax. Now, I think a soda tax can work. And a lot of people will point to, I guess some type of research that says it doesn't. But what this a tax? is a soda tax, soft soft drink beverage, where you oh. got to pay extra to buy. Oh, soda uh, tax. Okay, okay. Yeah, to buy soda or uh, fruit punch or anything high sugar drink, and people kind of uh, lament that being government overstepping its boundaries. But I mean, when you're talking about a public health issue. And being able to address it and solve a, an issue that's better for the long-term health of the country, why wouldn't you be for something like that? Why wouldn't you? I, I, that's that's the way I see it. So Some other people don't see it. That. Is the um don't don't they no, do? I, I don't I don't know. I no, not necessarily that. My whole point was you change cultures when you do that because if you got a kid, maybe that doesn't change the 15, 16, 17 year olds opinion of soda or because it's already they're going to pay the extra 50 cents or whatever it is but when you got a seven eight nine year old walking to school and they don't have enough money to buy the soda but instead they can buy a water or maybe a, a something else that's that doesn't have the consequences of sodas there that type of social behavior is being ingrained in them and that's how you're going to develop that change in the long term that you really can't necessarily account for in the short term. 
So that's where legislation can be key and where nobody, people shouldn't focus on, oh, well, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because the data doesn't say it works. Well, you got to compare, you got to kind of theorize how this can change and sort of pinpoint the timeline that it can do it. So I think the same approach got to be dealt with when it comes to the gun issue. And I don't know what that is, um, but certainly trying to find it and research and examine what that could be is, is, is hugely important. And it's good to have a generation that's focused on doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But... I don't know. All right. You want to wrap this up? We're yeah, in an hour right. right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're at cool. 50 minutes. So, yeah. There it is, man. The first episode of the No Rhythm Mixtape. Good stuff, Steve. Tommy Schneider. We're out of here. <laughs>